Good morning. Good afternoon. And good evening. And welcome to the Morning Decrew podcast with all kinds of topics in a positive light. I'm Maisie. I'm Albert. And I'm Toto. So, welcome back. Welcome back. <laughs> yeah, how have you guys been? Good. Great. How have you been? I've been okay. Uh, working here and there, you know. Yes, you've mm-hmm. been working solidly for the whole week. Yes, you have. <laughs> the whole week, it's a lot. It's hard to juggle yeah. a lot of editing and recording, yeah. you know. It's nice to be busy. Yeah. Though. <laughs> no, it's nice to be busy. I agree. It's good to be busy. <laughs> yeah. yeah. All right, let's go back. We have some questions from last week, from our last yeah. podcast. Uh, mm-hmm. That we sent out into the sphere, and then we got some answers. Uh, <laughs> yes, Maisie's question. <laughs> Maisie's question. Is, uh, rem- if you remember, it's what's an underrated movie genre, and yes, a lot it of it is just under uh, adventure movies, uh, movie based on video games, documentaries, mm-hmm. grown ups going to animated movies, stop motion, and western. And yes. uh, and Toto also said uh, asked the question, which is what qualities would you say makes a movie underrated versus mainstream? Uh, it's content. Sometimes mm-hmm. if the actors are unknown, you're not less inclined to watch it because yeah. you don't know if their acting ability. Big studios usually have a capital to promote their movie, so they have the power of marketing and social media. Yeah, unfortunately. Uh, and then, <laughs> yeah, and then and then script, uh, which is under content and timing which sometimes sucks because indie movies comes out with a mainstream movie mm, and yeah. the mainstream movie will take over everything you know yeah that's right um and what do you think a movie steps out when do you think a movie steps out that's my question uh out of being a cult hit to mainstream mm-hmm. uh we got answers the timing you know sometimes mm-hmm. movie feels ahead of their time a sequel yeah. awards and memes as the john travolta pulp fiction meme Yes. And the room meme. Yes. yes. Many of those. Oh, I definitely mark. think there's a lot of a lot of pulp fiction memes around recently, which a is lot. just so well, weird. The past couple of years actually. <laughs> it's so strange. I love yeah. them. I love the John Travolta. It comes Travolta here and there. Yeah, it, it does. It comes here and there because <laughs> everyone funny. gets confused like John Travolta, you know? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Not gonna lie, I just see him and I think Greece though, so maybe yeah. that's just me. But anyway, let's get on to He is he is also confusing that. Anyway, let's get on to today's topic, which is villains who aren't necessarily the bad guys. So this can be down to their motives, their backstory, or just be subjective based on like the hero's point of view. Um, Now, we're not saying any of these people are the good guys in the story. We're just chatting about their motives and like that sort of thing. And we're not just going to be keeping it to uh, the big comic book characters you've seen on TV and in the movies. We're also going to be chatting about some manga and anime villains. Mm -hmm. That I don't know much yes. about, but I'm going to learn. It's going to be fun. Yes. <laughs> so, <laughs> that's it's going to be a lot of fun. It's going to be great. A lot of fun. So let's kick it Super off with a classic villain that everyone knows. And we're going to be talking about Poison Ivy that I'm going to be chatting about. Who's so, that? Who is Poison Ivy? It's a good question. We're about to find out. Poison Ivy is from the DC universe. Um, she's created by, now I'm probably going to say these wrong, but we'll, we'll see, Robert Kaniger. He was the writer, and Sheldon Maldoff was the artist. And she first appeared in Batman number 181 in June 1966. So she's been around for a very, very long time. 
Very long time. Um, and because of this, her backstory has changed many times, <laughs> as all of these people's backstories as do. Any, except for Batman's backstory, it's always the same. Yes. It's yes. always the pearls. It's always yep. the back of the opera. Yes. yes. In an alley. alley. <laughs> yeah. And it always so, ends up becoming Batman for some reason. He does. Somehow, he always becomes Batman. <laughs> anyway, onto his villains. <laughs> yes. So um, the uh, most recent story of her, well, like the sort of more confirmed story from the, I think it was from the New 52 or the DC Rebirth. I can't quite remember which one it was. Um, her real name is Dr. Pamela Lillian Isley. She's a PhD, mm. a Gotham City botanist, and she grew up in a wealthy family and studied advanced bana- botanical sorry, biochemistry at the university with uh, Alec Holland, who becomes Swamp Thing, which is oh. kind of cool. Um, under, oh, cool. Yeah, um, and their professor was Dr. Jason Woodrow. And this Dr. Jason Woodrow is the cause of her becoming poison ivy because he injected her um, in an experiment with poisons and toxins and it caused her to become the barefoot green lady that we love wow. and hate. Don't you hate it when that happens? <laughs> I know, right? When you work at a company and then, some, and then your boss start injecting you with stuff? I know, and Does turns that you into a super you? villain. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, oh, so her powers are pretty cool. Um, she control. She uses plant toxins um, and mind-controlling pheromones for her act- criminal activities. She is empowered by the force known as the Green. She calls it the Green, I think. Um, and she, yeah, so she can control people through the plants, and she can control plants. And it's pretty scary, but pretty awesome at the yes. same time. <laughs> so <laughs> the reason I thought she was maybe a bit of a a villain who's a good guy is her motives i think for me it mostly yeah. comes down to that um because basically she wants to protect the planet yeah. she is an eco-terrorist when yes. it comes down to it and that's not a good thing but it's not a bad thing you know um she uh she a uh, oh sorry i'm not talking very well she <laughs> aims at protecting endangered species and the environment from the carelessness of humans um and it's all all of what she does is for the sake of environmentalism yeah or sort of later in stories, actually, to protect Harley Quinn um, from stuff. Um, mm-hmm. So I think I think it's I think she's a good one who's maybe a bit of of a half and half sort of. She's situation. a great villain. She's a great villain, but right. she's and they've done so many different yeah. versions of her too. And... Yeah. What yeah. do you? Yeah, think I like I really like her latest. Uh, I love her latest version on the Harley Quinn show. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I've is, seen a little bit. Of I, that. I think it, the second season came out, and oh, it was really cool. They it's showed cool. off a lot of like they showed off a lot of villains in a different light. They shot they made Aquaman looks really dumb. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> it was funny. It was a funny moment in the show. That's <laughs> funny. That is um, funny. <laughs> so Harley Quinn was, as you know, originally uh, characterized as a supervillain, mm-hmm. and she was brought in to be Batman's love interest, mm. which is a strange mix. But I suppose it's a bit like uh, Catwoman when it comes down to it. Like any um, other person in the. DC yes, universe. Yeah. But um, the New 52 and the DC reboot, she was um, depicted more as an anti-hero and a bit of a hero doing the, the right thing for the wrong reasons. Mm. So that actually answers our question quite well. She is a, a villain who's kind of a good guy in yeah. a way. Yeah. Um, but yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's great. I... Uh... I hope they, oh, I hope they do her more in the movies. I hope they do. Her I know. More. I think I would like. I would like to see a, a, a poison ivy. I almost said Harley Quinn. Poison ivy on the on the big screen. I am certain we will soon enough. Yeah. I feel like they're branching out more in terms of going more comic booky now. Yeah. Like 
with the more fantastical villains, mm-hmm. the extraordinary and yeah. And now that Harley human. Quinn is quite big and and that and their relationship is quite cemented in the uh, uh, in the comics, I think that she'll um, be around more, which is kind of cool. Yeah, um, definitely. And. <laughs> And um, some fun trivia about Harley Quinn. Yes. Um, she is. She was been part of the Suicide Squad. She's been part of the Birds of Prey and the Injustice Gang of the World. Now, I've never heard of the Injustice Gang of the World. Yeah. And I might have the name wrong. I might have written it down wrong. Um, but um, we'll, we'll see if I got it right. <laughs> um, maybe someone can correct me. If, if I got it wrong, guys, yes. let, let me us know. know. I know there's the Justice Society. Oh, no, the Injustice Society or something like that. Anyway, there's a lot of bad guy groups. And my last trivia, which is one that I quite liked, was that she is, in fact, immune to the Joker venom. Really? Yeah. So that's kind of... Yeah, I didn't know that That's going to do for a lot of... That's a good thing to be immune to. If you're going to be immune to anything... Joker venom is a good one to be immune to. That one or the Scarecrow's one. But... um. So the reason she's immune to the Joker venom mm. is because of all the toxins and poisonous stuff that's already floating around in her bloodstream. So she yeah. is immune to a lot of that stuff from right. from that. Um, yeah, I'm sorry. I didn't hear any of it. I've been <laughs> out for like a whole two minutes. I know. I we know. just kept going for we the just listeners. I kept going and I did pause for a second. I was like, should I? Or so what? for the people listening who, who can't watch our physical reactions trying to <laughs> prevent the madness just happening, yeah. Albert cut out. Yeah. But we have been professional for you guys. So we, we just kept going on. and here we are. <laughs> so I just finished. I came up. back. He came back. <laughs> right I just now. finished with some trivia. Yes. Um, about uh, poison ivy actually being immune to Joker Venom, yeah. which is a useful oh, no. immunity to have, really, in the DC universe. <laughs> yes. If you're going to live in Gotham City, being immune to Joker Venom is a good one to be. It's immune essential. To. So, um, it's yeah. essential. It is. It is. So well, that is Harley Quinn. Not Harley Quinn. I keep getting them confused. Poison you know, Ivy. That's Poison Ivy. Yeah. As an anti-hero. Because they're one in an. They're one. They're a team nowadays, and they're they great. do. They, they do they team are. up, and I think they help each other be better, which is weird because they're two supervillains yeah. that help each other be better. <laughs> well, you know what they say: it takes two negatives to person, become a plus. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> two negatives to make a plus. It's, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> <fun>. No, <laughs> I mean it's true mathematically, not exactly. True in this <laughs> not morally. <laughs> Not morally true. <laughs> well, you're back just in time, Albert, because I'm taking over with my first villain of this week. Mm-hmm. And his All name... Right, I'll be back later. Nah, <laughs> no, no, you want to stick around for this one, believe me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> his name is Magneto. Woohoo! Uh, or his actual... Mac and cheese? What? Oh, Magneto. <laughs> <laughs> Mac and cheese. Uh, his birth name is Max Eisenhart, which was this a new weird, thing to me. Because I, I thought he was... Eric, Eric Lencher, exactly. But no, mm-hmm. his birth name is actually Max Eisenhart. He is okay. part of the Marvel Comics universe, mm-hmm. created by the great Stan Lee and also great artist Jack Kirby. Yep. Both have brought incredible characters that we all have come to love. Uh, his first appearance was actually in the very first X-Men issue, released on September in September 1963. <laughs> and he is an antagonistic force to the X-Men and his friend Charles Xavier, who leads the X-Men. Mm-hmm. And he also has endless battles with the beloved Wolverine. Mm-hmm. Mm. Bit of backstory. And they play on, chess often. Sorry. They play a lot of chess. They play a lot of chess. <laughs> yes. I'm Wait, not Wolverine, that's a... right? Charles and... <laughs> not Wolverine. I mean, Wolverine can play chess. He's a, I don't he's think he's got the patience. Smart. <laughs> I don't think he has the patience for chess, though. No. No. <laughs> uh, a bit of backstory. 
he's a mutant, mm -hmm. which is a subspecies to humanity, yep. born with endless variety of powers. It could be basically anything. Mm -hmm. It's it's really, really anything you could imagine is probably mm -hmm. an, a, a mutant who has this ability. Yes. Uh, Magneto, as the name suggests, can generate and control metals and magnetic fields. Which explains his endless battles with Wolverine. Exactly. Who has a <laughs> bit of struggle fighting this Villain? Yes. Is he a villain? Well, Is let's find out. Born in the 1920s, <laughs> he's a middle-class German-Jewish family member, mm -hmm. uh, and it was part of the Nazi rise to power that Max fled to Poland with his family. But the family was captured and murdered, and he was the sole survivor. Uh, he was soon captured again and taken to Auschwitz and became a Sonderkommando which is a horrible thing because his people had to deal with disposing gas chamber victims. Mm -hmm. uh, but also in Auschwitz, mm -hmm. he was reunited with his childhood love Magda, a Romani girl, and they, the two of them escaped in the 1944 revolt out of Auschwitz. Uh, they then moved to Venezia in Ukraine or Soviet Union at the time, and they, um, Max changed his name to Magnus, and they had their first daughter, Anya, which I didn't know. When learning about Magneto's powers, an angry mob burned down his home, causing the death of his young daughter. Goodness. Magneto's raged, had him murder the mob and destroy a big part of Venezia, and his wife, Magda, was terrified mm -hmm. of his powers and escaped. Mm -hmm. And shortly after her escape, gave birth to two mutant twins, Pietro and Wanda, which are Quicksilver <laughs> and Scarlet Witch. <laughs> and <Who> then, <laughs> you know the fast guy and the scary lady? <laughs> <laughs> They're all scary ladies. <laughs> yes. <laughs> After giving birth to the mutant twins, Magda then unfortunately passed away too. Mm -hmm. Now, wanted by the authorities and searching for his wife, Magneto, or um, Magnus mm -hmm. at the time, uh, mm -hmm. seeks out the Romanian forger named George Odekirk to create a covered identity of Eric Lencher, ah. which we know. That's usually the one they've done in the movies. Yeah, they've just cut Eric the part Lencher. up to that point. As, I just condensed it and changed it up a bit. Yeah. Uh, Eric Magneto uh, moves to Israel, and that's where he actually befriends Charles Xavier, mm -hmm. the you know leader of the X Men. Yeah. <laughs> um, as he's volunteering at a psychiatric hospital. Yes, thank you. <laughs> I think we all struggled so, to try struggle. and say that. <laughs> yeah. So was Xavier bald already? This was a question. That's that a, no, that, that's a fact. Yes. I'll leave out for the hungry fans to read up. Someone on let us know if he was bald the whole time. <laughs> let us know if he was. No, he. I don't Probably think he's he been bald since he was a baby. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, Xavier and Eric at the time start discussing mutants coexisting with humans, whilst never revealing themselves as mutants themselves mm -hmm. to each other. Yeah, okay. They kept that a secret. Well, it wasn't until the two had to rescue their friend, Gabrielle Haller, from Baron von Strucker, who we know, and Hydra, who we also know. Yeah. Horrible people. Um, mm. That's when they had to reveal their powers to each other in order yeah. to save their friend. Now, upon revealing their powers and having spoken a lot about their mutants coexisting with mm -hmm. humans and all that, they realized they had very different views on the world and mutant kind. So Magneto stole some of the Hydra Nazi gold and took off his own way. Mm-hmm. But he didn't go bad. He actually stayed on a righteous path for a long time and used his powers to help track Nazi criminals from the war. And he worked with both Western and Israeli intelligence agencies in order to you know, really make a change mm -hmm. to, to prevent more hurt that he had experienced and trauma. Yeah. But eventually, unfortunately, upon having found out that he was working for two different agencies, the Western agency decided to put an end to his activities and murdered his girlfriend at the time, right in front of him. Oh, dang. Yeah. And in a raged, 
yeah. in a rage, he killed what he referred to as his control, meaning mm. the control of his powers and his anger. Yeah. Uh, and he took the name of Magneto and began plotting his war against the human race, who now to him yeah. were a natural enemy. You could see that after everything he's been through. <laughs> he suffered greatly. I mean, that's it's a horrible I mean, journey. It kind of makes sense for him to go. You mm. kind of understand why he went down that path. I feel like Magneto is a very, I, I can't say relatable villain, no. but he can relate to his pain. Yeah. And he's been ranked as one of the greatest comic book villains of all time, it many is, times. Yes. And, and I get why. Yeah. Now, if uh, before I open up for conversations, I want to mention some of his <laughs> motives because they're quite clear. Yeah. But he... He views mutants as superior to humanity just by evolution. Mm -hmm. uh, he calls the mutants homo superior, which is quite <laughs> expressive of his beliefs. Yes. And he, <laughs> intend, he, well, yeah. uh, and he intends to actually replace humans as the dominant species on Earth. Yep. Uh, he is basically a civil rights activist, a very angry one yeah. for mutants. Um, he just wants justice for his kind. That's really what he wants. Yeah. These people are born with an X gene. And they're different. Yeah. But that doesn't make them different. It just gives them a little more spice of an edge. to the yes, exactly. They give yeah. a little bit of an edge. But yeah, they don't. Uh, they're not different no. in any way. You know. Well, what do you guys think? What is Magneto? Is he a bad guy? Is he a good guy? I. It's such a hard one. Because um, he. I mean, he didn't make a cool, cool fridge magnet. He would make a cool fridge <laughs> magnet. Um, <laughs> Thank you for that joke. Thank I'm you. Sorry. That's not. It's very funny. It's a classic Albert like bad joke. It was yeah. great. But I think it's a hard one because you are right. He is a civil act rights activist. He's been through awful. He's had not just like his himself as like a mutant being persecuted, but himself as a person, as a Jewish person, he's persecuted. Like. There's so many aspects of his life where he's just been persecuted, and he's like, "Why?" With it, like, yeah, I don't know. He's extreme, but he's not like all the way evil. Yeah, it's it's not. Yeah. You know, he 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 does obviously have a he cares for something. Yeah, he's not just insane or trying to cause pain. He's fighting for his pain. Yeah, of exactly. his people. And there's a lot of times where he teams up with the X Men Many to times. take down other people they're, and stuff. So they're kind of like just, allies at times, even. I think Charles and. And uh, Eric or Magneto are essentially two sides of the same coin. Yes. You know. Yeah. Yeah. Just they're frenemies. Yeah. They are frenemies. Exactly. That's they great. Are That's a great way to put it. Frenemies. <laughs> classic case of frenemies, <laughs> people. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> did you guys know that in a 2008 interview, Stan Lee himself has said that he did not think of Magneto as a bad guy. He just wanted to strike back at the people who were so bigoted and racist. He was trying to defend the mutants. Mm -hmm. And because society was not treating them fairly, he was going to teach society a lesson. He was a danger, of course, obviously. <laughs> But Stanley never saw him as a villain necessarily. Mm. Well, then we have our That's answer. Cool. So I, think I guess we, we have, have an answer. Our answer. The great Stanley said he's not a villain. Indeed. So I guess we have our answer. He's a villain who's a good guy. I mean, he's been compared to Malcolm X <laughs> a lot of times. He's a pretty good um, guy. He, you know. <laughs> no. You know what not. I mean. You know what I meant. <laughs> Magneto is not a good guy, but he has been compared to leader Malcolm X and also Jewish Defense League founder Mayor Kahan. Mm -hmm. So. Just that comparison also yeah. further emphasizes that he might more be classified as an anti-hero amongst most. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to give you guys uh, a very short trivia before I pass on the great honor to mm -hmm. Albert to continue this episode. 
in the same interview that Stan Lee said what I just mentioned, that he didn't view him as a bad guy, Magneto as a villain, he also revealed that he was originally planning to have Magneto be the brother of his nemesis and friend, Professor X. Oh. Seems like a very classic yeah. comic book thing. To it do. is a very, like, you're my brother. It's a very comic book thing. It's a yeah. very, yeah. It's a- yeah. So, Albert, talking who do about, you have to this? Talking today? about rivalries <laughs> with uh, rivalries that are called brothers. Uh, it's a good segue <laughs> if you know what I'm talking about. Which um, is? <laughs> what are you talking about? Which is, look at these nerds talking about Western comics. I'm going to take it to manga, <laughs> which is <Yes>. more nerdy. <laughs> the hidden at East. Oh, no, I was talking about uh, in the comic, in the, in the, one of the biggest comic book uh, series in internationally in manga series internationally it's called naruto mm. even i've and heard of that Pranantham. i've seen some <laughs> yeah you've heard of it and the main antagonist and the main rival of naruto is uh sasuke mm-hmm. uh the boy with the black hair yeah and then he keeps which started off as like a normal general not generic but he's a general rival to naruto showing off that he's better than him in every like, not mm. in every way but he's better than him he's talented and Naruto has to work hard and to get to where he is, which makes uh, which makes his turn a bit like it's just when he turned evil, not evil when he turned to the dark side. It just sucks because he's like, oh, he's a good foil for Naruto, and then it's like, why are they like this? <laughs> why do they have to fight? Because I know. Naruto at some point because he like, and if you want to know about a backstory about Naruto a little bit, he doesn't have a family mm-hmm. when he grew up. He's just a kid who's been given a curse uh, at the time he feels like it's a curse that he they they locked up uh the nine-tailed fox in him oh so the entire village hates him for it mm-hmm. the wow. entire village is like oh he's a freak <laughs> he's a monster oh that's <laughs> not very kid. nice you didn't have any control over that i think yeah so they they yeah <laughs> they, they don't but they put him inside naruto and then and then the first one that naruto ever connected to is sasuke which was Mm. like oh he's also a loner he's also a lonely kid because his parents was massacred by uh spoiler alert his brother like oh his entire clan his entire family was murdered and then by his own brother and then that's why sasuke wanted to get that's the reason why sasuke always turned into the dark side because he wanted to get as much power Uh. just to beat uh just to get his brother Mm. um and then wow. it's just uh, because it's an interesting fall because towards the end of Naruto, uh, he be turned from an antagonistic foe and then into like a he turned left and right because he wanted something good. He wanted to uh, towards the end, people figured out that his brother is not actually the bad guy. He's actually the family is the bad guy. Oh, <laughs> like, this is another twist. Oh, wow. like, it's twist so, and so, so much everywhere. twist. Yeah. Uh, and then the brother wanted to keep uh, the older brother wanted to keep Sasuke safe. That's why he killed uh, the whole entire family to keep Sasuke safe. Wow! Uh, so he twists. wanted to, and then he wanted to just get revenge on the entire village where he was. He grew up on, mm. and then it's just uh, an interesting turn and twist of a villain that hasn't been done a lot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I feel that I think it's so interesting. But it's just because it's a big mainstream manga and anime, and people just throw it to the side a little bit. Mm-hmm. Right? Because I, I think uh, because because I get it. The anime is old. The uh, it's not as it's not as catchy as you see like 
like what is it my hero academia where mm. it's like it's more fast paced yeah. and then it's more it clicks in more it has a lot of filler episodes which i feel like it's so it's good it's okay mm. but i think people should give it a shot yeah. because a lot of a lot of good a lot of i think there's a lot of brotherly love between Naruto and Sasuke. Yeah. And that's why Naruto, along his ways to saving the villages, that he keeps trying to save Sasuke from the dark side. Yeah. He, yeah. he never wants to, he never wanted to, like, end him or like, kill him. He just wants him to get, come back, be his See friend, that. be his brother again. Yeah. Mm. Which is something that... That's a hard one. Uh, something that... Yeah. That's yeah. another hard one where that's it's tough. like he's he's changed, but it's yeah it's not it's not for the right reasons but it's not for wrong reasons if he wants <laughs> justice or, or wants to find the person who killed his family before he knows That's the tough. truth i guess yeah. i don't i guess yeah. if i've got the story right <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah so it, they always turn like they gave the twist like oh they the village hit the truth and then oh the <laughs> there's a lot of truth uh there's a lot of secrets during yeah. the show so if you, that gets if, he, told if this yeah. sasuke sasuke Sasuke, okay, yeah. I said Sasuke. it right. Uh, if he doesn't know the truth, then I suppose him turning to the dark side doesn't necessarily make him a bad person. If he doesn't know the truth, if no one's told him, if he just is going what he knows. Yeah. Yeah. It's tough for those things because you don't want to see these people you like turning bad because of their hatred and pain. Yeah. But do you see that a lot of, of these these stories? Yeah. And then you start asking yourself, like, would I? Mm. I mean, knock on wood, but given the situation, <laughs> given the circumstances, yeah. Like, yeah. You know, like, that's yeah. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's great. I mean, we actually spoke very briefly about Naruto last night. Yeah, we did. Yeah, uh, yeah specifically. <laughs> yeah, literally, specifically Naruto. Yeah. I mean, we haven't watched much. My sister Nerds. was watching a bit of it uh, a couple years ago. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Cool. That's, one- that's awesome. That's that's interesting. Yeah, a bit of trivia. This is yes. not Naruto trivia. It's Albert trivia. <laughs> it's the first. <laughs> it's the first manga that I because uh, over here when they import mangas, they import the books. They flip it so you read it from left to right. Oh. Mm. Right. So sometimes they flip it so a lot of the images are mirrored. So when they say a lot of things, they like, they say, "Oh, I'll, I pick it up with my right hand," and then they pick it up with their left hand. <laughs> it's like, "Oh, what's oh. going on?" <laughs> That's they flip it so it's, you read it the right way, the Western, Western way around. Way, yeah. Ah, and okay. then, yeah. Uh, so it's left to right. But I think Naruto was my first one to read l- right to left, mm. which is like confuses my hand and my brain for a while. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, oh, I what that. am I doing? I can't understand <laughs> this. Like, that would confuse me too. Yeah. Would, oh, That's awesome. I didn't know that they just like mirrored it. That's no, brand new information to me. It's so. very brand new information. <laughs> But yeah. I'm gonna have to have a look into Naruto now. Yes, you do. It's one of those yeah. animes I mean, I've you always. Full Metal Alchemist. <laughs> we did. We did. So now Naruto. we can try Naruto. It's one of those ones I've always heard about, oh, but I've never, episodes. I've never seen. <laughs> yeah, I know. I heard it was a lot yeah. of episodes. Yeah. Okie dokie. So yes. my turn again. You guys excited? Mm. So I'm gonna be talking about Thanos. Thanos. Yes. Now, not... have you guys heard of him before? <laughs> you guys know this, this person? Uh, not Which so one? much comic book <laughs> Thanos, more movie Thanos. Mm. But I'm going to touch on some comic book fan Such a celebrity. I know. Only right? does movies, not the comic books. <laughs> I know, right? So, uh, he's obviously from the Marvel comics, Marvel Cinematic Universe, both of them. His first appearance in the comics was The Invincible Iron Man, number 55, in February 1973. Um, he's created by Jim Starlin. 
And uh, but in the movies, he was obviously introduced at the end in the post-credit scene of the Avengers in 2012, yes. played by Damien Poitier, not Josh Brolin. Mm-hmm. He changed to Josh Brolin, I think, in Guardians, right? Yeah, I yeah. think so. I know that we see him briefly in yeah, that. Yeah, so I'm pretty sure that's the first time it's it's um, <clears throat> Josh Brolin. Anyway, so his comic book and his movie origins are very similar, but also very different. Um, so he's an eternal deviant hybrid from the Moon Titan, um, and he's an eternal deviant. Hybrid. What? Hybrid. Hybrid. So, Hybrid. His, so his, it's like a mixed race kid. Yeah, so his race is the Eternals, but uh, yes. their enemies are the Deviants. And oh. um, I think, give me one second, I'll find the thing. Basically, he you was. You think they're going to talk about it with in the Eternals movies? Possibly. Maybe. They could touch on but it if they want Basically, he was born with something like Deviant Syndrome or something yeah. like that that caused him to look more like the enemy race, yeah. the, the deviants. So his mother tried to kill him, actually, when he was born. Oh, no. Dang. But his that's father rough. stopped it, stopped the mother from doing that. I know it's a rough start to life, isn't it? Yeah, and then he went off and killed, like, half a universe. It's really... That's exactly. But, so he was, as a child in the comic books... He... <laughs> Pay back to the mother. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. You did this to me, I'm doing this to you. <laughs> um, but in the comics, as a child, he was a pacifist. Mm. Um, but as he grew up to like a young adult, like a teenager, young adult, he became quite a nihilist and quite obsessed with mm. death to the point where he actually fell in love with uh, the embodiment of death called Mistress Death. Man, that's an emo kid. I know, right? <laughs> yeah. um, it's an emo era to <laughs> guess so. So quite similar. Probably to- listens to My Chemical Romance. Exactly. You know? Yeah, exactly. Um uh, we've seen a lot of his skills uh, in the movies. He's obviously a, 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 an incredible combatant and he's very intelligent. And uh, I think he has a few more uh, powers in the comics than he does in the movies. Okay. Um, but his chair, you know, the chair from that he sits in and like in Guardians yeah. and stuff, that's a... Uh, that he it, never stands up on. Exactly. That's in <laughs> okay. the in the movies, in the comics too. Like he has a floating chair. Oh, really? It can fly through space and, and force field project and teleport and stuff, so... It's a useful oh, really? chair. It's a useful it's chair. It's a useful chair. Makes him look really lazy, though. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I'll just be waiting somewhere. Like, someone goes, what are you waiting for? It's my chair is coming. Give it a second. <laughs> it's like I'm the- charging my chair. <laughs> I just got it. It's charging. It's going to take a couple of years for me to be able to move. <laughs> oh, dear. Oh, so, um, in the movies... <clears throat> He was also born on Titan, um, and he had an unwavering love for his uh, planet and his home. We're Stop laughing. laughing, you two. <laughs> I'm still laughing at the charging my chair. <laughs> because I've never heard a sentence like that before. Like, I say a lot of stupid things as jokes, but yeah. I'm charging my chair is a whole new level. <laughs> Let me finish. All right, go ahead, my Okay, love. so Thanos was, because uh, of his love for Titan, uh, as Titan was growing overpopulated and was running low on resources... Uh, Thanos became worried about uh, the planet's ability to survive and by affect his people. Mm -hmm. So he suggested killing half the population at random uh, so that the other half could prosper and the uh, planet could survive. Um, The people, of course, rejected this and called him a madman, hence why he's known as the Mad Titan. Exactly. Um, Yes. And then his fears proved true and his country his uh, not country his planet uh, crumbled and he is now the last of his kind oh man uh, then he you know went off learned about the stones and decided to amass his army find the stones and do the the snap mm. um 
And obviously, as he was doing exactly just like that, <laughs> just like that, <laughs> that was a sassy snap too, Albert. <laughs> so, um, motive-wise, in the comics, mm-hmm. I would not say he has any good, like, not bad guy qualities because he literally wants the Infinity Gauntlet to snap, kill people, and impress death. Well, so that's not as you do as you do that's not really any altruistic motives by any stretch whereas in the movie of course he was seeking to bring balance to the universe and to stabilize you know the the overpopulation and the you know basically what happened in on titan he wants to stop happening to the whole universe yeah. so to him he's the good guy in his yeah. narrative he's the good guy but i mean obviously to everyone else he's not because yeah. he wants to kill people Yes. <laughs> that does it. It does. It does. It will do it. It will do it. Well, he is a mad lad, you know? He is a mad lad, yes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but Thanos is, I mean, he, like I said, he's the good guy in his narrative. Yeah. I mean, even the Avengers mm-hmm. in Endgame, Cap says to, to Black Widow, he's like, well, the, like, the waters are clearing up and the animals are coming back and stuff the whales and stuff the whales are coming back the to whales. the harbor or something in new york or wherever they are but yeah it's not a good thing but it's not uh, it's uh, he's an interesting but it's like little. population's going to come back in like what when did like it was 7 billion right yeah and then they snapped it and it's 3 billion it's going to come back in a couple like a, a, like Give it a couple, couple of decades, decades and yeah, then it's gonna exactly. come back into normal, exactly. normal number, and then and then Thanos gonna come by and snap it again. It's like, yeah, gotta keep it at three billion. <laughs> I know. <laughs> but in terms of the movies, yeah, because that's the one we're speaking mostly. Yeah, of. mostly about. I the think movies. they did a really interesting thing, whereas they introduced the villain fully mm-hmm. fleshed out in Infinity War. Yeah, and he's a hundred percent bad guy. Yeah, he's killing. He's just causing destruction everywhere he goes. Mm-hmm. But at the end of the film, somehow. You feel you with empathize him. with him a little yeah. bit, not not too yeah. much because he's done horrible things. But yeah. you, because he's, it's not like he's winning. He loses so much on the yeah. way, and then he sacrificed a lot of stuff. He does, yeah. the and way. then he sits down on this. You know, becomes he just sits down on this farmer planet. Yeah, and <laughs> and he just sits there by himself. There's no mm-hmm. one with him. He has nothing left to do but to exist. Yeah. It's quite a sad it's very way sad. to end his story, right? And then yeah. obviously Endgame happens and they show up and he's just this given up person. He doesn't fight yeah. back. No, he he does nothing. He finished his agenda. That was his purpose. I think a big part of Thanos expected the people of the universe to realize... Bounce back? Not even bounce yeah. back, but like realize after a bit that, oh no, Thanos is... He he saved us. He's done a good thing. He saved us. He's pretty chill. <laughs> yeah, and then come and thank him. And obviously no one does. So, but I don't know. And then we have 2014 Thanos come back in Hold in Endgame, and he's just horrible, all horrible, through. horrible, horrible yeah. man. But he hasn't, I guess, been through the later years of what Thanos sacrifice from, feels like. Yeah, no, not not at all. He hasn't sacrificed. He he hasn't sacrificed at all because in the in the Infinity War, he sacrificed a lot. Like yeah. you can see the sadness in his, is in him a little bit. Uh, like when a couple of his kids, a couple of his uh, people die. Yeah. yeah, and it's sad, and you see him feel for him every time because he cried a little. He cried here and there. Yeah, he, yeah. Like he sacrificed his whole entire army to basically he want what do what he wants is to save the universe from crumbling yeah right? so it's 
It's it's a tricky one. He's yeah. I, I wouldn't necessarily say I wouldn't by any stretch say he's a good person because no. he is a mass murderer. But yes. he, his most of his motives is to bring balance, as he continuously says throughout the movie. But anyway, before before we I pass the torch, just a quick trivia. So he can hold Thor's hammer not because he's worthy, but because if he has the Infinity Stones, he's powerful enough to lift up the hammer. Of course, if you have the Infinity mm-hmm. Stones, you have no need for the hammer because they're more powerful than the hammer. But <laughs> right. I don't know, you know. That's cool. Um, he is based off Darkseid from the DC Universe, like his looks, but his original uh, inspiration came from Metron, Met- Metron from the Metron. DC Universe. Wow. So... I don't know what Metron looks like. I, so I'm gonna look he it up looks later. quite different from Darkseid, yeah, if that helps. Different. I can't quite remember, but mm, he's very different. And my last thing, this is my favorite trivia. Both Thanos and Deadpool are in love with Mistress Death, which is hilarious. Yes. Deadpool fell in love with her after a near-death experience. Um, he, he, he fell in love with her because... Dying made him feel warm and fuzzy inside. Oh my gosh. Which is... Uh, Deadpool. <laughs> so because of this, Thanos, being the bully and awful person that he is, cursed Deadpool with immortality. <laughs> Not just his healing factor, but immortality. These two are kids. <laughs> so that They're he children. cannot like fighting. see death. <laughs> or this girl. They like... Which is hilarious. If, they can, if he can't have death... Deadpool can't have death. <laughs> and that's a kid's thing to do, and I feel like that's what Deadpool would do. <laughs> so does that mean that Deadpool's going to do everything in his power to protect Thanos from dying so he also can't get to death? Do you know what? That would, that would totally be a, a Deadpool thing to do, just to, like, <laughs> Like, every given opportunity, on. become his bodyguard. Like. I know. <laughs> it's funny. That's very funny. Anyway, next, who do we have? Yes, that brings us to me with my second villain, whose name is Mr. Freeze. Uh, his actual name uh, is not too far off. Victor Freeze. Mr. Freeze, Victor Freeze. Close I'm enough. sensing some similarities. He's, uh, he's part of the DC Comics or Detective Comics, which is what it he's stands for. He's for it. <laughs> he was created... He's created to be Mr. Freeze. Yes. <laughs> Mr. Freeze was created by Bob Kane, David Wood, and Sheldon Moldoff. His first appearance was in mm-hmm. Batman issue 121 from February 1959. And he, he is a... Wait for it. Oh, oh, the foot. He's a bad guy? Batman foe. <laughs> <laughs> I have, I'm wearing socks for the listeners with Batman prints on. Uh, yes. I can't see it, so... <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, a little bit of backstory. Dr. Victor Freeze was an accomplished and high-achieving cryogenicist at Gothcorp in Gotham City, whose wife Nora was unexpectedly stricken with a horrible and fatal degenerative disease. Mm-hmm. Desperate, Freeze placed his wife in suspended animation while searching for a way to cure his wife. However, Gothcorp CEO Ferris Boyle stopped funding both the research and thereby the life of Nora Freeze. Mm-hmm. Horrible. As he pulled the plug, quite literally, it caused an accident that resulted in Victor's body transforming into cold-blooded form that is in need of always being kept at sub-zero temperature. If not, Victor would die. With a number of different freezing weapons and devices built by the great scientist that is Victor still, he, mm-hmm. he didn't get less intelligent or, or creative and inventive. 
and also a custom-built protective cryogenic suit, Victor Free sets out on an endless quest to somehow someday restore his wife to full health and avenge the unfortunate fate handed her. Mm. Quite a sad and horrible, yeah, horrible thing. Yeah, I gotta say, Gotham needs to up their the science team because every time it's always been another something happens there's a lot of scientific accidents in gotham and they're like like safety measurements on work workplaces (laughs) yeah their safety (laughs) management needs a bit of an upgrade (laughs) to stop all of this (laughs) all of this accident that makes into (laughs) i know right so his motives uh, is it, quite simple. He wants to rescue his wife. I mean, poor guy it's, loves his wife, and yeah. she fell into this f- disease, and yeah, and he wants to bring her back because she's his whole life and world, yeah. right? I mean, that's his. I mean, he, what is there to say? It's I quite know. simple. Like he becomes a bad guy to do something good. Yeah, which is a strange thing. I guess it's doing the the right things for the wrong reasons again. Yeah, um, I mean, yeah. up until the point of him becoming. And being, you know, the accident, his yeah. body changes. He's just a scientist. Yeah. He's just working, you know. Um, yeah. Okay, well, let me give you guys a little bit of trivia. Unless you guys have anything to say. We f- it feels like we're quite on the I same page I just think with him. he's it's very sad. It's very Mr. sad. <laughs> his storyline is just very, very cool. sad. He's He seems like a really awesome villain, though. Like He's great. In everything yeah. he's been in, he always seems like a really good villain. My favorite villain in the Batman show. I can't remember the name now. Yeah. Batman animated show. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. In fact, uh, that is a great segue to bring us to my trivia for this week. <laughs> well done, Albert. <laughs> Good job, Albert. <laughs> Helped you out <on> so, there. <laughs> <laughs> now, in his first appearance, he was introduced as Mr. Zero, which I think is a nod to his his body being mm. like it has to be at sub-zero temperature yeah. at all times. But his first appearance in the comics. Yes. He okay. was called Mr. Zero. Mm-hmm. Yes, uh, and he was considered a gimmick. Yeah. It was more of a joke. Yeah. He wasn't taken seriously. He wasn't anything more than just Mister Zero. Mm-hmm. Uh, but in but about thirty years later, when he was reintroduced through the Batman animated series that Albert just nicely segued into, <laughs> in an episode titled "Heart of Ice," written by the great Paul Dini, who did a great job on that series, uh, they changed his origin, oh. and it's the origin that we all kind of know and the love one with today. His wife. Yeah. Okay. Uh, mm. The more complex and tragic backstory was greatly received by the audience and has become the standard for Mr. Freeze, including the comic book, mm-hmm. which before this point in time, Mr. Freeze was kind of half casually killed off by the Joker. <laughs> However, as soon as that episode aired, Heart of Ice episode, Freeze was re- resurrected in the comic. Huh. Uh uh, with the backstory of, yeah. of the uh, animation. I don't think anyone's truly dead, really, in the comics. No, they're everyone not. Everyone can get brought back. No one died. Yeah. No one dies in the comics. No, everyone can get brought back. <laughs> Except for Batman's parents. <laughs> well. Zing. <laughs> Flashpoint, everyone. Flashpoint Thomas paradox. Wayne. Look it up. We'll get to it. Ah, uh, Flashpoint. <laughs> <laughs> that never happened. <laughs> he fixed it. <laughs> Barry fixed it. Barry fixed the timeline. Barry did. So we'll move from... Coming from killing people yes. we should move on to albert's last one another comic with killing people <laughs> <laughs> horrible horrible segues here <laughs> we're trying we're doing our best yeah. <laughs> we're doing our best to do the best segue but it's but it, it's the only connection is killing people so what can you do you work, with, deal with, it. You work with what you, you got right what you got. <laughs> yeah uh, i'm gonna talk about another great 
uh, animated anime or manga or whatever people see. Um, it's uh, Light Yagami from Death Note, mm-hmm. which is one of my favorite series. Yes. Another one I've heard of but Mine haven't too. seen. <laughs> Maisie, you need to catch up with the time. Will, you know? We are, know, we are. I'm, I'm, I'm catching you up on everything. I've watched Full Metal Alchemist Brotherhood now. I'm moving moving forward through yes. the animes with Toto and the... <laughs> now, Albert, your job is to sell Death Note to Maisie and all the people listening. So do it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dang. So much pressure. Just watch it. Bye-bye. <laughs> <laughs> so tell um, us about Light Yagami. Yagami? Mm-hmm. Yes. Light, yeah, Yagami. Light... I think it's just an English name. Okay. I don't know why. Um, he's a he's a high school boy mm-hmm. who just wants to be. He's a smart kid, and then he found a notebook outside, which is like, oh, it's a weird notebook. It's called the Death Note. It's like it's called Death Note. It's like it's why weird. Why does it have rules? Pick that up. <laughs> you see a notebook that says the Death Note. You go, I'm gonna take this home. What is <laughs> your It's a really nice what, looking what, book. Like, <laughs> If it looks really it's nice. It's a nice book. He might have needed a notebook. Maybe you know? he ran out of pages I, in this I book. Need a, I need a right. Okay, you guys are right. I, I take like, it oh, back. What, what? <laughs> it's like, oh, why is why is this? Why does it have like rules written on it? I don't get it. It's like, and then he's and then the rules are that if you write someone's name, mm-hmm. they'll die in what seven seconds or something like that, mm-hmm. uh, immediately. And then if you write off of, from a heart attack, and if oh. you write something someone's name in a in a specific way, they'll die in that specific way. Okay. And you have to you have to know the person. You have to know not know. You have to see the person's eyes and their face. You have to remember them because sometimes you know people, yeah. uh, people have the same name. Yes. Yes. And then they actually want to kill accidents. Albert Pernodo, and then they killed the other Albert no, Pernodo. Not going with Albert. Don't say that. <laughs> the, yeah. That. <laughs> <laughs> It's happening. No, I'm saying. Stop. Uh, <laughs> uh, so, but no. Uh, but he's cool uh, because it's a psychological psychological thriller. Yeah. That he because he has to hide it from his dad, who's a police captain. Oh. If I remember correctly, yes. Mm-hmm. He's a police captain that is working with the uh, with like their the FBI, and it's being led by this smart like amazingly smart person called L. Mm-hmm. We never knew his name and Light hates it. <laughs> because he can't write his name. He no. can't write L. It's like that's not his real name. Like, exactly. Ah, that's clever. That's it, incredible. It causes for a lot of conflict because obviously his dad is basically hunting him down. Yeah. And he needs to keep that a secret from his dad, but he also cares for his dad. Yeah. So the conflict yeah. becomes quite elaborate. Okay. It's what, an amazing is he show. so yeah. is he killing he's writing bad guys' names, right? He's writing bad okay, guys. Good. He's well, writing like the generous names, and then it's mm. done until to the point where he started writing people who's hindering him. You uh, know, mm, so and I see that's when issue. it gets a bit dicey. Yes, because it's it's one of those sort of situations where he's he's killing bad people, but he's still killing them. Yes. So yeah. uh, he's still pulling the trigger. He's yeah, exactly. So he's not a good guy but he's not a bad guy yeah but it's super uh super smart i think Mm -hmm. it's super psychological it has a lot of it has a lot of cool moments like if you've seen in heist movies Mm. where it's so elaborate and how the heat got away from like the police and how Mm. he got it's so cool yeah and i find it like and uh i think at one point there's a uh, a non kind of it's like at the early part it was like at one point he was being followed by the police to Disneyland. Oh, and oh. he had and then he got 
uh, and he got to and then someone tried to kidnap try to take over the bus and then they brought a gun and then it's him and the police and then he has to figure out how to stop the guy how to write down the the uh the kidnappers uh wow. what is it not kidnappers what is it the, what is the it called? hijacker no, no, the, the hijackers yeah. the hijackers name without being noticed by the policeman oh and he has to it has to be elaborate and it's super cool and i enjoy it you should watch I it i want to watch it now. i mean it sounds like an interesting show and there's a lot of like you know you're not it's sh- like what two seasons two seasons oh, okay that's not much two at all two seasons yeah. but it sounds yeah. very interesting it's an interesting character where you, it's good and bad but yeah. good in the wrong ways yeah i guess yeah if you like a g- amazing character development and yeah. struggles if you like incredibly smart stories it's the one to and watch if you like suspense <laughs> watch death note <laughs> <laughs> it's the anime the anime the anime, the yes. anime is amazing right? the anime is great and you can also okay. read the manga it's also as good i'm assuming i haven't had oh, i haven't read it's it yet it's uh, it's wordy though you gotta you gotta get over the wordiness of it yeah. the manga okay it's great but yeah a bit of trivia yes Ooh, i is love that trivia the writer uh, the writer of uh, Death Note called Tsugumi Oba mm-hmm. uh, is has the same posture as L, apparently, according to people. Oh, wow. And it's a bad posture. And if Toto can perform it, it would be great. <laughs> no. Toto? <laughs> okay, I'll try to as be safe. As a more flexible person. Okay, I'll, I'll perform it and you guys describe it to the people listening. So, yes, for anyone listening, so, Albert, go. He's, and, and so if anyone's listening, Toto's putting his foot up the chair and then he's like, in this <laughs> i don't know how to say this he's in this position he's like crouched that's very uncomfortable on he's crouching the on, the t- on the chair or back arch it's bad for your and, posture and there's one more thing about l right what is it what's he it? eats a lot of he's a diabetic <laughs> he eats a lot of candy there we go we and have I think, candy I think he's a, and we have toto sitting on uh, the chair think, <laughs> yes okay <laughs> Yeah, he's. I think he's a diabetic. He's I, like he eats too much candy. <laughs> <laughs> he is, I think his daily diet is candy, candy bars, <laughs> and he's like he's skinny and he's a bit pale. He never mm. goes out to the wild. And it's like it's something that's interesting. Yeah. Um. That, so that's how the yeah, it's cool. writer sits or something when he's working. Apparently, it's like it's, it's rumored cool. that the writer the writer sits like that. That's funny. <laughs> and. And also, they wanted to show the divide between light and L. Mm. So they made light. So uh, they showed off so much divide that light is a Windows user, Windows XP or whatever at the time, Windows PC. Oh yeah. And then <laughs> L is a Macintosh user. <laughs> That's really funny. <laughs> so it's really different. They're yes, very. Yes, you gotta different. choose which side do you stand on. Yeah, it all comes down and to. And then which... the police is Linux, you know. <laughs> <laughs> So you got to choose which operating system you use. It and defines you as a character and a person, so are. make sure yes. you choose correctly. <laughs> yes. And if you're a Windows person, you're a serial killer. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> <laughs> oh, dear. Well, please don't kill me. Please don't write my name in the de- your death note. I'm sorry. <laughs> I won't do that, but I will bring us over to our question section. Yes. <laughs> um, so very, very uh, interesting questions this week. Mm-hmm. Uh, that we would love for you guys to answer as well. Yep. And this one goes out to Maisie and Albert from me. Where do you draw the line for hero, anti-hero, and villain? Hmm. I think, and this actually plays into what I was meant uh, to Albert's uh, Death Note, Light Yagami character, is killing, I think, is a big one. Mm-hmm. You have heroes, Batman, Superman, Cap, all of them, who won't kill for any reason. You have the anti-heroes, like... Uh, Punisher, Deadpool, Light Yagami, who kill 
for the right room. The bad guys. They kill the yeah. bad guys because you kill the bad guys, mm. you know, and then you have the villains who kill everyone yeah. without cause, without thought. Yeah. I think that's a big... I mean, with cause most of the time. Yeah. <laughs> Like Thanos is ha- has a cause. <laughs> Thanos has a cause. It's just not a good one. <laughs> it's not a good one. Joker doesn't have a cause. He just wants Joker to is just, mess with Batman. He's not even. A, he's just worse than a villain. He's his own league of villains. Yeah. So. Just, <laughs> but um, I think that's. I mean, that's what I personally think. Yeah. Because I think I agree with Maisie. Mm-hmm. Like, uh, but it's a it's a fine line mm-hmm. with you know being a hero and an anti-hero. It's also it's the dilemma that Daredevil faced in season two in the marvel uh, tv series on netflix yeah is that uh, because i think what he what is what did punisher say he's like a bad day away from becoming punisher yes, yeah he does say that because i think most heroes yeah. that applies to a lot of heroes i mean even batman for example like yeah uh, yeah i mean batman doesn't kill them but they're he's hospitalizing a lot of people yes the hospital bills will, <laughs> yes. take, will get them a well. lot of our favorite heroes do that <laughs> to be fair yeah most of them do that <laughs> oh no <laughs> so. no it's it, and if you think about it if spider-man like you know that his web shooter is like has like a expiry date like a couple of hours right mm-hmm. that's like in the comics or in the mm-hmm. animated show if he ha- hangs someone in the middle of the night and then no one picked them up would they just fall? <laughs> I never thought of that, actually. Does that make Spider-Man an anti-hero? <laughs> Let us know. <laughs> See, that's something that's like, oh, th- who's going to call the police? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's interesting. I think it's a good... I want to know yeah. what more people think, because I, I think a big part of it comes down to killing, but I want to know what everyone else has to think, because I think there's a lot of different reasons, probably. Yeah, definitely. That. Um, yeah. Great. Albert, do you have a question yeah, for us? And then it goes off with uh, what we're saying, or what Toto's question is, mm-hmm. is when does a hero go too far? Because um, in the Dark Knight movies with the great Alfred Pennyworth, who's acted by... Michael Caine. Michael Caine. Indeed. Also great. My, not Mike. <laughs> Michael Caine. <laughs> uh, either die a hero or ling long enough to become a villain. <laughs> Oh man, <laughs> that went well. That, that went well for you. That, uh, that went that went great. That was awesome. That was one take. I didn't have to do, even do it again. <laughs> I, uh, I, I guess it comes down to similar to my answer yeah. for Toto's question. You have, for example, Superman in Injustice, who becomes essentially a villain after he kills the Joker, right? Yeah. So. I think it's hard. I, I think sometimes the heroes don't necessarily go through the stages and go hero, anti-hero, villain. They just skip. Superman doesn't become an anti-hero. He just becomes a villain. In Batman in Batman yeah. He Loves, he, he just is a villain. Like, I think yeah. it doesn't take much, I think. Yeah. It's, I think when a hero becomes a murderer, hmm. of course, there are some circumstances when perhaps they commit that crime yeah. in order to save someone or protect someone. And you, you have all these different groups arguing, is it right, is it wrong? Mm-hmm. Do they cross the line when they do murder? Yeah. Most cases, I think 100% yes. Yeah. But I also think that what defines a hero from a villain is a, a, a selfish versus a giving purpose. Yeah. When a hero thinks mm-hmm. for themselves versus the good of others, yeah, they're no longer really... a true hero. Yeah. Because their purpose is to serve and protect, right? Yeah. Like they're... They're the true protectors of the people. Yeah, I think you're right. 
Yeah. It's like that Man of Steel uh, at the end where this is a bit of a spoiler, but uh, at the end where he um, Superman had to uh, Zod. Yeah. And like, and but because he wanted to save of the family, and but even if he killed Zod, um, there was a lot of grief that struck him yeah. because he Zod was also his kin, right? Yeah. It's also mm-hmm. uh, part of his race, and it's just. It's uh, it hurt him, right? Yeah, definitely. Yeah, uh, it's a hard one. I suppose, it's a bit of a downer. Yeah. <laughs> and last but not least, my question: What makes you sympathize with a villain? Mm. When they're played by Josh Brolin. <laughs> and that wraps up this week's. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. <laughs> um, uh, for me, I think it's all, everything we've talking about so yeah. so far. Their their purpose, their motives, their backstory. Yeah. Um, yeah. When they have a just cause, I feel like I sympathize with them more, even if they they do it in an extreme way. Yeah. It's like that Magneto. Uh, Magneto has a just cause. He wanted to save yeah. uh, mutant lives. Mm-hmm from being discriminated by human race even though they're just people with powers it's weird that they don't hate superpowered people but they hate mutants yeah it's a strange thing i suppose it's uh, uh, a i guess it's the because it's uh it happens normally it happened like evolution wise rather than oh a freak accident because i guess deep down people are jealous of them because they can't have that power. Yeah. You know what I mean? I yeah. do. I get what you mean. Um, well, that's that's a lot of things, uh, though. It's That's unfortunately a cause of racism in any yeah, form. Exactly. It's a fear. Yeah. It's a, Because it, humans fear the mutants because yeah. they don't know what to expect yeah. from them. Yeah. They can't control them, so they try to. And it's a horrible thing. Yeah. It's a horrible thing. But yeah, I, think, I definitely think motive backs. Really, like with poison ivy, it's protecting the environment is <laughs> a, yeah. a just cause. Yeah. <laughs> Um, well, that was a good discussion, yeah. boys. Um, but we're not just going to be talking about comic books for the rest of our time on Morning Dew Crew. Uh, we're going to hit it with some more movies, some more TV shows, <laughs> some music, <laughs> always more food, always more food. <laughs> <laughs> Albert's gesturing, and eating Albert foods is making and making the, funny yes. faces. <laughs> and whatever fun topics you guys want to hear and uh, let us know. Yes, DM us on social media. We're on Instagram and Twitter. Always mm-hmm. hungry for your comments and conversation starters with us. Exactly. Also, make sure to watch our video version of this podcast on YouTube. Yes, please do. Like, subscribe, ding that bell. Also, listen to us on Spotify, mm-hmm. Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Breaker Radio Public, and any other platform you might like to listen at Podcast On. <laughs> <laughs> any podcast and don't forget to tune in next week where we're going to talk about potato dating profiles it's weird but it's going to be funny <laughs> <Exactly>. <laughs> thank you for listening uh have a good morning good afternoon and good evening <laughs>